Support for studio sessions on KNKX comes from OB Credit Union, the original credit union of the Olympia Brewery, bringing pub-style banking to South Sound neighborhoods. OB Credit Union, offering Rainier, Pabst, Lone Star, and Olympia beer credit cards. More at obee.com slash cards.
Julian Lodge. It's been 11 years since you were here last, um, and I'm so excited about your current iteration, this uh, new trio, I suppose we can say, although you've been working with bassist Jorge Roder for years. That's right. uh, in fact, he was here with you 11 years ago. I can't and, and believe it. David King, our friend yes. from the Bad Plus, has been drumming, I think this is his third record with you? Yes, that's correct. Could you tell me a little bit about how the, especially because I think you formed the, this new trio before the pandemic, and yeah. now we're emergence from the pandemic. You've got three records in that time. Yeah, it's amazing. Dave and Jorge are just the greatest musicians. I love them very dearly. And and one of the qualities that I'm especially excited about is that the music we're playing is is very deliberately written for them, you know, and and very deliberately written for uh, how we function as somewhat of a chamber ensemble you know it's that at least that's how we look at it is yeah. it's it's deeply rooted in jazz improvised music but it's it, it is uh i would i would say there's a shared sense of orchestrational responsibility um these songs that are on the new record that we're playing on tour now are um just kind of good features for that and like you said the band started before the pandemic um and then during the pandemic we made our first record for uh, blue note which right. is called squint. squint and that was you know, a uh, Herculean effort to like, you know, pre-vaccine, we were as careful as humanly possible, all masked in the studio, the whole thing. And we just felt like we had to see this body of music through yeah. um, as safely as humanly possible. And we were lucky we did it. Uh, that record was great. I'm glad it came out. It, 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 it definitely was step one out of a multi-step kind of vision of... Um, I guess composition style, playing style, that is, I'd say, more fully realized in this new record, View of the Room. I think um, both of them are so effective as improvisers, too, and that must be a big key to the sound. The, the, you nailed it. I mean, their yeah. connection to improvisation and composition specifically, um, I think, makes it so that we can play these song songs, you mm -hmm. know, these songs that are kind of almost like a like pop song, pop-ish or rock-related songs, um, but they're being played from the perspective of improvisers. Mm -hmm. You know, it's being played with a certain sense of risk and uh, um, and also n just freshness. So, you know, so it allows us on tour to really expand um, and let the music evolve. So it's it's not ever trapped into a, into one state. Uh, furthermore, to your point, you know, Dave and Jorge are just virtuosic players, you know, yeah. so the, the mastery of their instruments makes it so that it's like, you know, Truly anything is possible at any time. And I find that so inspiring and so encouraging. And it, it, it lights a fire under me for sure. Uh, has your compositional style changed over the years? Uh, how do you write a song? Are you kind of noodling around and it's like, oh, that little bit there has got a song in it? <laughs> well, you know, there's a variety of ways. I'd say I, I'm, I'm old fashioned in the sense that it's always pencil and paper. You uh, know, okay. I just like I like sitting down with paper and writing stuff, uh, usually with a guitar, but not always. Uh, but there's something about uh, a regimented writing schedule that I do like, mm -hmm. even if it's 10 minutes, you know, okay, I'm gonna write a song in 10 minutes. Here it is. Uh, once it's on the paper, then it kind of gets tweaked and whatnot. But by the time we go into the studio, or at least it, such is the case with View of the Room, we've got a book of music. We've got, it's all laid out. It's very clear. Uh, and the band has discussed it. The band's rehearsed it. The band has a sense of... Uh, I guess the identity for each instrument, you yeah. know, so that it doesn't become a guitar thing with a rhythm section. It's really a, it should be a feature for all. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and that's so far the way I've enjoyed writing the most. So you've got a fantastic trio on the yes. third record, uh, wonderful improvisations, really strong songs on this new record Thanks. too. 
And then you throw Bill Frizzell in the mix for crying out loud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you, Bill's no stranger to this community. He's the <laughs> right, the yeah. greatest, the absolute greatest. Bill, Bill is the, in my opinion, singular person who made sense to uh, join a, a very intimate and trusting ensemble. You yeah. know, the trio functions as an organism, and Bill has is you know, deeply sympathetic and understands how to kind of become a part of it uh, while still honoring what's good about its primary nature. Mm -hmm. And this, uh, the discussions leading into the record with Bill were like, okay, Bill, I want a bigger sound, but I want to retain this dynamic we have. And God, he, I mean, understanding is an understatement because he was like, of course, I've been waiting for this call, you know, to be a, basically be someone who could come in with multiple guitars, multiple sounds, and uh, quite simply just contextualize each, each song with a kind of like a like an aesthetic fingerprint, mm-hmm. you know, so mm-hmm. that things weren't reading as simply uh, one orchestrational dynamic. You know, some tracks Bill's playing tremolo jazz master, and that gives us another one is a baritone telecaster. Other times we're kind of more in each other's business, more like one big giant guitar. Uh, and it just, it really does wonders to just kind of en- enrich the, I think, the the songs. Yeah, I don't think that your sounds are similar necessarily, but you certainly do meld well on the record. And at times it's it's a little puzzling. It's like, oh, which, which guitar <laughs> is, is Bill on this one? Yeah, 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 right. There's a few songs he's not playing on. That's right. There's three songs that are just the trio. Uh, I was talking to someone the other day about it, and they, they, made, they pointed out something very obvious and great, but it didn't occur to me, which is that even on those three mm-hmm. songs, uh, you know, it, they were shown to Bill, and Bill said, you know what, no, that's... That's the trio. So even in his omission, his voice is, is felt. And um, it's just, it's a striking combination, I think. He's well known around these parts uh, as not only a great artist, but a wonderful guy. Yes. Uh, and someone who's really developed a sound, as versatile as his playing can be. You kind of know Brill Fizzell when, he, when he's coming out of the speakers. Uh, compared, comparing to your sound, do you yeah. feel like you're starting to hone in on the Julian Lodge sound, or is it something that's always kind of, you think it's going to evolve? That's a great question. I, I, <clears throat> excuse me. I, I'm of the thinking that we all have our sound the second we pick up an instrument. I don't, I don't think it's, I think it's the way your hands move. It's the yeah. way you breathe. It's your sensibilities. Um, so in many respects, I feel as though it's, it's a, what is it? A process of elimination. You know, eliminating any factors in the either the tone, the vocabulary, whatever it might be, compositionally, improvisationally, eliminating these things that kind of block the true nature. Yeah. You know, the true nature on the instrument. And uh, I would say being with people like Bill, Dave, and Jorge encourages a sense of uh, commitment to those things. You know, no, this this is kind of my essence this is the thing i've been doing since i was a kid and yeah and that's uh enough you know so i, I think there's a certain degree of making peace with what's there uh that kind of triumphs over searching for some declare declaration of this is my sound and i'm gonna fight you know I, I i think it's a little more uh it's just a little more subtractive in my case yeah um you've mentioned uh Bill and, and Jorge and David. Um, there's a fourth important member of yeah. this album, and your producer, also yeah. your wife. Tell us about uh, Margaret Glaspie's influence on the record oh, yeah. and your sound. Well, Margaret Margaret is uh, just an incredible, masterful musician, and you know, as a songwriter, guitar player, um, just kind of everything. She's a force of creative nature, and uh, we've been so fortunate to be partners in crime for many, many years, long before we were. Um, together, 
um, went to music school together and all the, that stuff. So there's no one I trust more is the bottom line. And as far as the this record goes, uh, I pointedly wanted to relinquish certain, I guess you could call them even quality control issues. <laughs> I wanted to sit down, play the guitar with the band and, and just kind of move through it. Mm-hmm. And I was able to do that. I think we were all able to relax into that because Margaret was at the helm, um, because she was able to hear a take and go, that's it, you're done. And I go, but didn't I, didn't I? And she, nope, you're done. Next one. Okay, great. <laughs> and then and on, on the flip side, that was the times where I'd say, she'd say, that's not quite it. What would happen if you, you know, let's just take out the coda or what if, how about you just solo or this, that, or the other. And, um, and she was right. You know, she, she's, she's always right. She, she sees it. <laughs> and I think as a band, especially a jazz ensemble, to have someone in that position is kind of rare. You know, mm. we're, we're, it's, it's, it's typically governed by the people playing it. Um, but Margaret occupies a very unique space, and she knows how to do that. Furthermore, our, our engineer, Mark Goodell, you have to understand, is a part of the band. I mean, we travel together, all of our live sound, all of our recordings are with Mark. So there's that added level of um, reassurance that... Mm. It's right. anything we play is going through the um, the lens of someone who has a real sonic perspective. You know, there's never a sense of, oh, I've got, I hope they captured, you know, what was good about that. It's, it's, we're working with family in this case. Right. Um, you are also, Julian, uh, a busy educator and you're, you've been doing a lot of master classes on this tour too. That's right. Um, are you still teaching at the New England Conservatory? Yeah, not currently. I taught for a oh. solid year. It was amazing. Yeah. I was, it was kind of a, in a way, a gap year of sorts for ah. both for the school and for myself is before touring started. And, uh, but NEC is fabulous. And so many musicians that I've worked with have come out of there. So it was a privilege to spend a, a couple semesters with the students. Uh, like you say, on this tour and, and just something we like to do in general is host master classes before the concert. And these are ticketed events. Participants can come. And it ostensibly is a, a, a forum to discuss mm. what's of interest to those players on that day uh, in that community. What Selfishly, what I like about it is it runs the gamut. You know, you hear guitar players in one state dealing with one thing, guitar players in another state dealing with another. <laughs> and, uh, you know, for me, I, I've been the beneficiary of such, such generosity in terms of, I mean, so many things, including education. And uh, one of the touchstones of education for me is just, I think... Uh, knowing that you're not alone, Mm. you know, knowing that there's a relatability to your challenges and that uh, we work better together than isolated um, often. So I feel very lucky. I kind of facilitate the conversation, but it's driven by the by the participants. I was, uh, it's interesting to hear that the, the uh, master class is not about, well, here's how this chord looks. Right. It's about talking. It's about discussing. And listening. Yeah, and listening. You know, I, t- I think for a player to, or to be heard and then someone to say, you know, this is really hard for me and, and, and someone in my position to say, yeah, <laughs> not, not necessarily I'm going to fix it or here's the, the, the here's the, the solution. Uh, uh, I think that's important. And, you know, frankly, from where I sit, I look into a room of, uh, you know, dozen, two dozen guitar players that are all from the same place, have the chance to connect with each other. And at the end of the day, I do think that peer to peer learning is kind of the most important what we learn from those who are just a little bit better than us or you know know just this one other chord that we didn't quite know um so my hope is that people leave with a, a greater sense of their community that's right. all i can hope for yeah 
Thank you so much, Julian Lodge, in our studios for the wonderful session. And uh, View with a Room is the new album. And we wish you the best of luck. Can't wait to see you back again here. Thank you so much.